3: rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Start your comeback at PurdueGlobal.edu. Ron and Anian. Where will car repair be in the
4: next two to five years? Because it's coming quick. You can see it's changing really fast. You're going to have a computer screen in front of you within the next three years, and you're going to go, wow, what happened to the steering wheel?
3: The car doctor, on, doctor we're not going to own cars
4: in the future that's what it's going to come down to my great-grandfather drove a 78 buick Lesabre. sabre my god he was crazy he owned that car could you imagine owning a car
5: welcome to the radio home of ron and anion the car doctor since 1991 this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair <laughs> If your mechanic's giving you a busy
4: signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. There's a problem in California that's going to make its way here. To the east coast and throughout the rest of the country because it always does what, what what happens in california wanders east and it just becomes an issue for all of us and y- you've got to be aware of it in sacramento county uh, and this goes back to last july as a matter of fact in sacramento county they've passed a law and the article starts off by sacramento county says it's illegal to work on your own car in your own garage yep i'll say that again in sacramento county california it's illegal to work on your own car in your own garage. And then the law goes on to break down and, and define the fact of you know minor auto repair. It's okay to maybe put wiper blades on but not change a flat. And you can't do anything out in the street. It's got to be in your driveway or in your garage, and there's all sorts of rules and regulations. And all of Sacramento County is like this. And you scratch your head and you say, how can that be? Isn't this America? Don't we have freedom of choice? Don't we have rights? Don't we have... But we don't. And this isn't a political conversation, and I could very much make this a political conversation. But I don't need to, because I can appeal to you on a much higher, broader level as to why this is wrong. And it's an asinine move on the folks at Sacramento County. I want to talk to you about my buddy Russell. Um, Russell and I we we grew up together in North Jersey fixing cars and you know we both came of age the same time both 16 both young kids you know learning identity learning who we were and what we were and what we were capable of for us it was cars it just it clicked you know in a time period that probably isn't politically correct now because you can't talk about it or say it there was there was basically three groups of kids. I don't know what they are today, but back then in the '70s, there were jocks, there were the nerds or the the, the, the smart kids. Um, I mean, that's what we called them, right? And the gearheads. I was a gearhead. It's 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 what I was, you know, because smart kids weren't mechanics back then, all right, or so they thought. You know, it was you're smart, you're going to college, you're you're good at sports, you can go to college and play football, and you. You're not so bright. You'll go be an auto mechanic, and that was the mindset, and that's the way it got broken down. And you know, I lived it every day for four years of high school. I met Russell in my in my junior year of high school. He was in the next town over in Ramsey, New Jersey, and we started hanging out every day in his mom's garage or my mom's garage, and we we were just working on cars. We just we were just taking things apart, and it was like this opportune meeting at the right time in the right place, and. One of the things that we both learned from it is we learned survival skills. We learned procedure. We learned that when you do a water pump, you do radiator hoses. And when you do radiator hoses, you do coolant. And when you do coolant, you do a thermostat. There's a procedure and a process to fixing a car just like life. And you knew that when you went out on the road... And you traveled. And back in those days to go from New York to Boston as an 18-year-old kid, all right, which I did when I first started dating my soon-to-be wife, it was a big deal. You'd load up the car. You'd take your little toolbox, and you'd drive to Boston 400 miles away. And it might as well have been Mars because it was, oh, my God, I'm, I'm leaving North Jersey. But I've got my toolbox, and if anything happens to the car, and it did, You'd fix it on the side of the road, the Merritt Parkway, the Connecticut Turnpike, the Mass Pike, and you learned roads, and you learned how to read, and you learned how to read a map because you were out on your own, and you knew that if something happened, your survival skills kicked in, and you fixed your car. Well, in Sacramento County, they're not going to have any of that. They're going to be a county of dumbbells, as my Uncle Steve would say. All right, may you rest in peace. Because we're not promoting auto repair. We're not promoting critical thinking skills. And and that's what my takeaway is from this. And, and and that's what I have to say about that from the perspective of, yeah, I don't want to get into the politics of it and it's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's whoever's in charge of the county. That's not what this is about. This is a much deeper, more painful problem. We're, we're disrupting growth. We're disrupting the raising of, of a generation of kids we're not teaching them or giving them the opportunity to grow to learn survival skills to learn how to pack a toolbox to learn what to change when this breaks you change this this and this and that with it to learn the, re- the responsibility and the pride of when the car breaks you go out there and you fix it you just don't call somebody and say here solve my problem for me you see Sacramento County thinks they're cleaning up the air because that's that's at the root of their of their laws. I read it. They're worried about environmental damage, but they're not looking at the damage that's being done to that generation of 16 to 30 year old young people because they're telling them, hey, you don't need to do anything. We're going to do it for you. Just just call somebody. Let them fix your car, which and and I believe this to be true, too. In, in 1972, 73, 74, five, six, seven, in the in the early to mid seventies cars were clearly more affordable and you know, you could, you could work on them. And even though they're limited on what you could work on now, all right, the cost factor and all, at least you could work on them and you can still work on them. There are things that can be done, but the way this law appears to be written, everything's against the law within reason. Um, And then we sat and we thought about it and we read the law and it said, First thought that came through my mind after kind of digesting this, I said, what happens to the kid who wants to build a hot rod? And, you know, nobody's going to do what I did. Nobody's going to take a 55 Chevy, tow it out of Jersey City, strip it clean and work on it for three years and build a hot rod. That's where black one came from. Nobody's going to do that in this day and age. I mean, it's rare. I guess maybe it happens, but who's going to take that? that, that O2 Mustang and modify it. Uh, you know, again, where's that creativity? Where's that teaching of, of so many processes and procedures and, and creating a generation of people that can think and do on their own. You see, that's the damage. And that's really what this is about because maybe we don't want people that can think and do on their own and maybe they don't care, but you have to. So, I want you to do a couple of things because I think there's power in what we do and what we choose. Maybe there's no hope for Sacramento County right now. You should Google it. Google Sacramento County, California auto repair law and read it and be aware of it. And, you know, look at it when it comes to you. When you see that little glimpse of information in the newspaper or out on the web and it, it talks about auto repair laws being changed or what you can work on and what you can't just remember, it happened there. It could happen where you are. And and, and, and and that's a problem. And that's something you've got to really, really be aware of. And you know what? To this day, just for the record, I just saw Russell this week. <laughs> still fixing cars. I'm still fixing cars. He came, he's in North Carolina now and he, he came up to, for a visit and we sat and we had lunch and we talked about the old days and yeah, and, you know some bench racing went on, which is nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's it's a healthy side side track and diversion. But um, you know what? We learned an awful lot. and We grew up awful fast, and uh, we both turned out okay. So uh, we're both still fixing cars, doing what we love. We don't work a day in our lives. We get to do what we enjoy and. You know what? I'm glad I grew up in the time period I could where you could work on cars. Hello and welcome. Ron and Eaning, The Car Doctor. We're here at 855-560-9900. We're going to pull over and take a pause. I've got Phil in Vermont and a few others on the phones right now. Let's uh, Everybody stay put. Let's go pull over, take a pause. When we come back, we'll open up the phones and uh, get the garage doors going until they ban this show and tell me it's illegal. I'll be right back. Don't go away.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
6: You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Let's get over to Phil in
4: Vermont, 09 Chevy Malibu, and some questions about um, exhaust manifold. Yes, Phil, how can I help?
3: Hi,
2: Ron. Yes, sir. Um, Glad to talk to you again. You've helped me out quite a bit on this car. Thank you, sir. The first issue, I got two issues. Um, Exhaust manifold, about three years ago, when I first got the car, it was cracked, so I ordered one from the local parts place, and that only lasted about seven months, and that was a steel one. The original one was cast iron, and the second one, the first one they sent me was uh, steel, then that lasted a few months, then the next replacement one they sent me was cast iron. And now that's cracked again, and it's been about two and a half years. Okay.
4: Uh, what
2: what th- could be causing that?
4: This is, this is the four-cylinder? Yes. Okay. Uh, likely... And I've been through this with the replacement exhaust manifolds. The aftermarket exhaust manifolds in this application don't necessarily hold up. Okay, it's as simple as that.
2: So I would go. Well, I was wondering because it's it's a, a Doorman, and they're about six hundred, seven hundred bucks, and the replace the GM one is like thirteen hundred.
4: Right. Well, there's a reason. You know, there's a reason that thirteen hundred dollar one. Look how long the first one lasted. Right. The first one. The first mm-hmm. one lasted what? Six years? Seven years? Uh, longer, right. actually. Right. Uh, this is yeah, so have, first one, last have you
2: ever purchased the aftermarket ones?
4: Um I I have not because I have heard of this story over and over again, but I do know of shops that have done it and they've they've had repeated failures with it and they've had all sorts of issues. Now Sometimes, yes, it's how the manifold is hung and, and how the manifold, or I'm sorry, how the exhaust system is hung and that it's not mounted or some, you know, something, there's a broken hanger or there's, there's, exten, there's an extenuating circumstance. But I see, a, I see in here of a higher failure rate with the aftermarket exhaust manifolds on this application than I do uh, versus the General Motors, the original equipment stuff. So I can't I can't tell you that it's any one specific thing. I always come back to in my mind, it's the product itself. It's whatever we're bolting on. So they're you know cast irons, cast iron. What's it What's it supporting? It usually cracks right in the webbing, correct downward. Exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. Right where Right where it meets the uh, Right where it meets the pipe. So I've always felt that um, I just don't think it's thick enough. Listen, Dorman doesn't have any problems, according to them. Yeah, I I
2: talked to the rep on the phone. He wants me to send pictures before I send it back. Yeah,
4: send it back. Cut it in half and send them show show them the thickness. Either that or you know, it's I'd love to see somebody go to a junkyard, cut a GM one in half, and then cut the Dorman in half and see if the thickness is the same or see what the mechanical differences are. Uh, You know, one thing I've got to tell you, one thing I've got to tell you about Dorman, and uh, you know, there's just, you know, they do some stuff really well and they do some stuff really bad. Is they're not very receptive to criticism. I had an issue. Mm-hmm. I had an issue, and this is a little off your subject. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your call. Um, I, had, I had an issue with uh, what was it? Taurus. Oh, like 2 through 9 Ford Taurus washer nozzle hoses. All right, where you would buy the hose version from Dorman, and it would last four months, five months, six months, maybe. It, it would it would fold and break just where the Ford piece broke, but the Ford piece lasted seven eight years. And when I presented it to Dorman, no, we don't have any failures yet. There were three guys standing around me in the meeting. It was at a uh, uh, a regional trade show, and there were three guys standing around me after the the technical meeting. And they, <laughs> we've had that same problem. We were wondering it ourselves. We were listening to your conversation. Dorman's not really too receptive to uh, to you know, hey, we we've got a problem, let's fix it. There, that just seems to be. they they're, they're kind of like the Honda of the aftermarket. Honda never has any problems either. For the record, but that's now, just...
2: how come when you um, get a replacement one, the warranty dates back to the first one. That doesn't seem fair.
4: What you mean when Dorman replaces one?
2: Yeah, because I'm, I'm on my third one. that's going to be coming in Monday now. Well, but the be... guy told me on the phone that the warranty and dates what did... back to the first one.
4: And right. What did they because that was your first purchase because it, it doesn't go on in perpetuity. It doesn't go on forever. So in other words, mm-hmm. if you it, what's the warranty on it? Three years?
2: No, it said limited lifetime warranty.
4: Okay. So then, what difference does it matter? But what is what the date is?
2: Well, because the, the catalytic converter is hooked to it, and he said that's only warranted for five years.
4: Okay. Oh, so there, there. War- oh, so this is a this is a manifold with a cat built in. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. Are there any misfire fault codes in this vehicle? Does the vehicle run okay?
2: Runs beautiful. It just stinks because I think it's not burning the exhaust through the converter.
4: (laughs) Well, okay, so let's back up. Is there a check engine light on? No, right? Right. Okay. So no check engine light. Uh, You know, and I guess in all fairness, I should consider that. You know, fuel trims could be out. There could be an issue. There could be an issue with the way the engine's running. But you would see, uh, you know, it would either turn up a check engine light, a fault code, a problem in the way it runs, a stumble, all right, and all that can lead to it. But uh, I've always come back to it's how that manifold is put together, that it's not done well in the aftermarket. And that's why GM gets the money they get, all right?
2: Okay, all right. Well, thank you for that. The other question I have real quick is, on the windshield wiper, um, the transmission arms, do you usually replace that whole whole arm deal, or have you ever replaced just the white bushings on it?
4: Uh, well, first of all, the white bushings are going to come from Dorman, right?
2: Um, y- yep, they actually did. I just yeah. got some.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I would buy the whole assembly, because guess why? Same problem. Okay. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. same problem. And GM doesn't say that, sell the replacement ones. Right,
4: that's right. GM sells you the whole assembly,
2: which doesn't make much sense to me because they have to have them when they assemble them. So you'd think they'd have boxes of them.
4: Well, you'd think they'd have boxes of them, but there's probably an issue with cataloging, indexing, supplying, and storing them. So you know, there's an awful lot that goes into parts availability. Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a scenario. We had a Nissan. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was an older Ultima. Oh, it was probably like an eleven or a twelve. Nissan Ultima a couple of months back, and it broke the little white plastic bushings for the wiper transmission so yeah I could have gotten I could have gotten link arms and I could have gotten an aftermarket wiper transmission, but for twenty two dollars more, I was able to get a brand new transmission wiper and linkage assembly right from Nissan bolted it in and closed the hood and the car's gone and mm-hmm. you know there's 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 value in buying certain OE parts, plain and simple. All right. But and
2: now in the beginning, though, when I went to purchase this, the price was like six or seven hundred bucks, and and how would I have known that back then, three years ago, that
4: you you wouldn't. So you know it's it's a live and learn it's a live and learn business, you know, Phil. Mm-hmm. When, when you walk into a repair shop. The, if if you've got a relationship with the guy and you've got the right repair shop and, and I think there's two kinds there's a couple of different kinds of repair shops out there and you know I know this from talking to guys there are guys that won't use certain parts or parts manufacturers because they know what you know it's a problem and they want their customers to be happy and then there's guys that'll sit there and they'll say to me hey, I'll use the aftermarket part. sure it wears out in two years I give a year's warranty on the labor the customer gets the part for free but at least they get the labor back Everybody's got a different way of doing business, and um, yeah, unfortunately, you won't know. So, I wish I could do more for you, Phil. I feel your pain, brother. It's um, it's a, it's a it's a live and learn business, and unfortunately, you're learning it right now. So, uh, keep going. You'll get there. I'm Ron Annie in the car, doctor. We're back right after this.
0: Cataracts
2: are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
1: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
7: Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time... To get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail dominating power and captivating style.
4: Welcome back, Ron and Andy, The Car Doctor. You know, if, if Phil's still listening, what you have to remember, when you see an extreme price difference between an, an original manufacturer-supplied part and an aftermarket part, you, you've got to look at that and say why, all right? Costs are costs. It's, it's X number of dollars to make something versus this many dollars to make something. The fact that that manifold had a catalytic converter in it tells you that, well, as, you know, I like to think... Uh, aftermarket catalytic converters are just not going to last as long as an OE catalytic converter because if you look at them, they're always a little bit smaller. There's, you know, catalytic converter material has to come from the same source. And yeah, there's cases where the where the original equipment manufacturer is gouging and he's he's charging more for something on a large scale than it's worth. But in a lot of cases. You know it's pretty close, and there's a there's a there's a gap that's closing every day, and you've got to look at OE parts versus aftermarket parts. There's a time and a place, and a lot of what you're buying, in when you when you purchase parts, is you're buying the expertise of that person behind the parts counter. Hey, what works, and you're also buying the expertise of that guy in the repair shop. Hey, what works, and that's that's very important as part of the process today. Um, if you're blindly buying parts on Amazon, and there's nobody to ask, or at my favorite place, Rock Auto, because I look at that and I say, you know, that's a whole nother story. Um, you know, you get what you get. You're, you're, you're taking a pig and a poke, and you're, 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 you know, you've got nobody to go back to, and, and resource, and source, and, you know, uh, having a reference to speak to somebody knowledgeable, reliable, and responsible, that's a huge part of the repair process today, as it has been for many, many years. Let's get over to Mike in Virginia. Some uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee issues. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Are these um, what is this, ninety five and ninety seven? Are they both four O's? No,
8: they're they're uh, they're the HEMIs. Okay. And uh, basically, what happens is is uh, as you you can be coasting along, and then you take your foot off the gas, so you get it down to you know fifteen hundred RPM, just so. You give it the gas and it kind of like almost, someone says like lean misfire or uh, it kind of chugs and has difficulty moving up hills. Now, everything I've read online, which I know isn't always true, um, they say it has to do with this MSD system or MDS system or whatever it is, and that's been a constant problem for Jeep. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what the deal is. I mean, I put new plugs in it, Champion Copper, just like they say, new wires in both of them. It runs a heck of a lot better, but it didn't fix the problem.
4: Right. And and so th- these aren't 95 and 97. This is 05 and 07.
8: 05 and 07. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's yeah. right. right.
4: I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking about Hemis in, in 95 and no, 97. 05 and 07. Yeah. It's, Sorry. That's, that's a little different. So let's talk about this again. This is a misfire that occurs when? Start over again? Okay. As you're cruising along, you let your foot off
8: the gas, so it's no load. Then you give it a little bit of load okay, you don't floor, you just give it some gas and it kind of like it, you know it's hard to describe it. It has like a jump to it, a misfire it kind of has it struggles if you, it's, floor, it's, it's, you it's know.
4: sort of it's sort of it's it's as if you were accelerating. Lightly, like there was an egg between your foot and the gas pedal, and you just sort of wanted to
8: right. Just give it a little bit of gas. Just right. give it a
4: little bit of gas, and it, it there's a little bit of a cough and a wheeze. Um, almost is it is it anything like a stick vehicle being driven in too low of a gear, and you step back on the yep. gas again to accelerate? Yep. Kind of okay.
8: like that in a way. All yeah, right. it could be.
4: Um, how many miles are on these vehicles? Uh,
8: one's got one seventy.
4: One's got one ninety. Okay. And there's no fault codes? No fault codes, no. All right. And everything you do seems to make them a little bit better, but nothing fixes it?
8: No, okay. nothing yet. And again, they were saying it has to do with this... MDS system, you know, it runs four cylinders out of right, the eight, right? right. And, and it, that's not, you know, it's been a fault of, of Jeep or something, and and they don't want to fix. it. I mean, that's just what I've been hearing. Well, and I'll, I mean, I'll,
4: but, I'll 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 tell you a few things, and I'll tell you what it probably is, and you won't like it. So get ready, brother. Um, yeah, well, it's
8: probably not the camshaft.
9: No, I mean, I've read that. Yeah.
4: No, it's not. It's it's. But well, here. But, so you know, you got to go through the obvious, right? It's it's if if, if the engine was misfiring. And it was that it was that sensitive. All right. Or if it was that obvious, it's it's sensitive enough that you should see some misfire faults developing, not necessarily ignition, just misfire faults. All right. Obviously, I would tell somebody to go in and look at fuel trim, look for pending fault codes. What do they see looking at data stream? Does anything look like it's at a kilter? all right Right. and you know that's just plain and simple obvious do we have uh, the beginning of an injector fault injector issues on these engines are not uncommon carbon deposits on these engines are not uncommon obviously and and i know you're a regular to the show you know fuel injection cleaning carbon removal all important parts of automotive maintenance today right so uh, let's rule out the engine for a minute you know you can get off the phone and go look and do carbon cleaning and go through all the things i've told you and you know, sure, but I don't think that's where you're going to find the solution. I'm willing to bet this has an issue in the transmission. Trans is original. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I want to mention too. You know, any software updates that need to be done should have been done. All right, because right. Chrysler's had their issues with reprogramming for this, where they, you know, they're trying different flashes and different solutions, and um, you know, different types of uh, uh, software changes to, to to make them run better. I don't think any of that's going to do it. What you're describing to me is what I typically see on, you know, uh, uh, that generation, 2003 up through about 2011, Jeep product, uh, Dodge, Chrysler, rear-wheel drive, SUV-type vehicle. It's probably got, does, do these have the NAG transmission, the NAG one?
8: They have, I don't know, Quadra, Track, or whatever. I'm not sure you know.
4: Okay. So these have an issue where – these are six speeds, right? One of them is a six-speed. I, be, I yeah.
8: believe so, yeah. yeah.
4: So what, what Chrysler is doing around this generation is uh, they don't apply the converter. They don't lock up the converter in the transmission in first gear, but they do in second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And okay. what you're describing is the beginnings of the converter coming on too quickly or too right. harshly. At, at, at the wrong moment. It's almost like if they, if they delayed converter lockup because they it goes, it shifts from first to second. You take your foot off the gas, all right? Converter releases, and then you just touch the gas and bang, it, it comes right back on too harsh. It, it's like it needs a half a second delay to get the vehicle moving before it locks the converter because what it's doing is it's pulling the RPM down so low it causes the engine to lug. I, right. Is 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 the problem better? Uh, how can I say this? Is the problem less noticeable the faster you're going? Like it's worse in second if you're going and third. Fast,
8: you don't notice anything. Right. If you're going fast. You won't notice anything. Right.
4: It's it's really noticeable in second and third. But Uh, under
8: under load, like you could be in first going to second. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't happen in first. It's like second, third, maybe fourth, but not fifth or sixth. Right. Right. I think you got a trans issue, brother. Now.
8: Yeah, they both have the same thing. And then what I've also read is like if you put it in uh, in tow and haul mode, it gets rid of the overdrive. Now it runs better that way because then you're not using the MDS system. You're not you're running on all eight then when you're towing and hauling. Yeah, and guess so what? So it's you're, you're not to run better that way.
4: But. And I don't and I don't believe you're locking the converter in the same manner. So okay. <laughs> we're we're back to we're back to transmission again. All, all right. right. It's so, weird they
8: both have the same thing though, but anyway. Yeah.
4: So yeah. just just stop and think about that. What you may try to do is try double footing it. Try driving. Drive with your foot lightly on the brake pedal. Right. All right. Because that should release the converter. And I'd have to read and research that to verify, but I'm pretty sure it does. And that will release or not allow the converter to be applied up to a certain point. And if that improves the way the vehicle operates, then at least, you know, you've got to get into the trans. Now, before I let you go, real quick, trans fluid ever changed?
8: Oh, yeah. Okay.
4: Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, and just.
8: Uh, I'm anal about that. I change it every 50,000. Good man.
4: All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, you know, and you may find if you do believe that this comes down to where this is a trans issue, um, there are some additives out there, some friction modifiers. And I'm not a, I don't like to band aid things, but, you know, you get to the yeah. point where at 170, 180,000, you're not going to take the trans apart to put a converter in it or, or you're going to put a trans in it. And if it is a NAG trans, which I believe it is, there goes $4,500 out the door. Uh, I know. So, so sometimes that friction modifier is worth the gamble. But, um, you know, I right. think I think what you're describing to me is a trans issue. Um, and obviously, right. you've, you know, you, you got to go in and look at the numbers, you know, look at fuel trim, look at some of the counts, look at some of the pending faults, uh, you know, but yeah, don't rule out transmission for a problem like that you're describing to me. All right, kiddo? Okay. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. You take good care. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
6: You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer, check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Is a I ride
4: it all night long. You know, the other day I was in the shop and I heard that song and I'm turning around and I went, hey, Rock." Yeah. It's weird how you listen to music and it's bumper music, and you go, "Wow, where's the microphone?" Dennis in Virginia, how can I help you today, Dennis? What's going on?
9: Uh, good morning, yes sir. Good morning. I'm um, calling you to get to get your opinion, Ron. I've, I've been in a Honda Civic for uh, for three or four years, and I'm uh, I'm tired of pouring myself into it, trying to pull myself out of it. Right. I'm um, I'm a bigger bigger fella, and want uh, one to two uh, get something a little more uh, accessible. Okay. Uh, thinking about, uh, like an SUV that would set up a little, little taller. And I was, um, looking at this, uh, Nissan Rogue. Some, I want to get a used one, something, uh, 2014, 2016 with, you know, 40 to 60,000 miles on it. Okay. And I was just w- wanting to pick your brain just a little bit to see if, um, uh, if there's any, uh, any issues with, uh, with that, um. Uh, With this this rogue in that uh, 2014, 2016 range?
4: Mm, They had some trans issues early on, and I believe they're resolved by then. But everything has issues, Dennis. All right. I don't think there's anything out there in the marketplace you're going to buy today that's, you know, isn't going to have one or two bugaboos that have to be dealt with. What's what's probably the most important thing to consider when you're buying a vehicle is who's going to work on it right and, and so I turn to you and I say Dennis who's going to work on this Nissan do you have a regular mechanic that you've been going to for years and years you know do you have a trusted uh, guy or are you yeah or, for, the, for the last two or three years yeah okay so you know you got to ask him the question hey I'm thinking about buying a Nissan rogue can you work on it and do you have a scan tool that will communicate with it at a fairly competent level and I think that's you know some of the key questions you have to ask and if he kind of hems and haws and stamps his feet yeah, you know, as good a mechanic as he can be, he's limited by his tool choices. Right. You know, it's right. it, it, it comes down to, and when I say a scan tool choice, it, it can't be, yes, I've got a Snap-on scan tool. You know what? Snap-on's a good tool. It's not the be-all and end-all. Um, the, a good repair shop today has multiple aftermarket scan tools, a Snap-on, a Launch, an Autel, all right? And then they've got, you know, multiple dealer level tools. They've got a Ford IDS. They've got, you know, a GM Tech 2 or the, the, the later model GM for the newer GMs. They've got, uh, you know, the Chrysler tool, the Star Scan, the um, DRB-3 if it's older Chryslers and that type of thing. It, it's a dedication to tools because it's not a question of how smart are they. They're going to be locked out electronically where they can't. And, and that's important for you, the consumer. And then, you know, as long as we're talking about it, so go look at a Rogue. You have to sit in a bunch of things, all right? How old is the Civic? How long have you had the Civic?
9: It's a O12 and it's got 78000 on it. So great, great little car. Great little
4: car, see? But you, it's, it's sort of like dating, right? You've been dating this Civic for eight years. It's time to go out and test the waters and see what the market is, all right? So, you know, you don't want to fall in love with the first car you get in, all right? You want to go, you want to go drive a Rogue. Go sit in a Ford Explorer. I think Ford Explorers are great cars, and you'll find stuff out there, certified, pre-owned. Go sit in a Chevy Tahoe. Uh, you know, they're all like, you know, we're all in that same midsize category. Go look right. at a, um, uh, go sit in a Toyota, um, not a RAV, the one up, or the Forerunner. right? Yes, and, and, yes. And, and see what those do for you. And And just as important, back to your mechanic. Hey, I'm thinking of XYZ. Can you work on it? What's your area of expertise? And and you know that's that's just really important. I had somebody at the gym ask me the other day, "Hey, can I bring you my Mercedes?" And I explained to him, you know, and it was a like an eighteen. It was an eighteen Mercedes ML something or other. And I said no because the scan tool only goes up to X. You know, when you really need a guy that's got scan tool capability, um, it's it's just that important. It's not a rec- reflection of intelligence. It's a, it's a reflection of tool choices and business decisions that the shop is making or where they're at in the scan tool evolution because that's really what's limiting uh, the repair. All right, kiddo? Well, one more quick question. Well, no, what, weather... what, tell you what, Dennis. Sit, sit right where you are. Let me pull over, take the pause. When we come back, we'll finish up. I'm Ron Anany, the car doctor. We're back right after this.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
4: Welcome back. We're on the of the car doctor, Dennis. You're still there. You had one more question, sir. Quickly.
8: Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Does does cold
9: weather uh, decrease the uh, miles per gallon in, in vehicles?
4: Does co- does cold weather decrease your ability to work well as a human being? Yes, certainly. All right. Same thing. It's a, it, it's mechanical, okay. but it will affect it. Now the idea is. All right. And, you know, they've gotten better over the years. All right. It used to be if, if you're old enough, it, it sounds like we're sort of in the same age group or close to it. But I remember carbureted cars. The choke was on longer and, you know, it ran a little richer and, uh, you know, it, cold weather would limit fuel economy. And yeah, there's there's definitely some truth in that. I think computer cars have gotten better where it's not as pronounced and they're trying to create a more stable you know, fuel miles per gallon, emission levels uh, over a wider range of temperature. But yeah, it can, Um, you know, and then it also depends on how it's taken care of. For example, all right, I still hear people say to me, I got into a conversation with a fellow this week, he wanted me to put 1030 oil in his Jeep because that's what I put in every Jeep since the day I've owned Jeep since 1952. Well, you know, things have changed a little since 1952. And, you know, he wants me to put in a 1030 oil because that's what they should have. And it really called for a 020. And I forget the exact year-make model. It was somewhere in the blur of the week that just went by. And I had to explain to him, you know, in cold weather, that creates more drag and that affects fuel economy. That affects emissions. That affects, you know, engine protection. Um, it, It might even affect, depending upon how cold it is, if that engine will even start. It will be able to crank and turn over. So, you know, yes, and there's a lot of things that go into that uh, configuration, and um, you know. But great question, I appreciate it, Dennis. I hope it helped you, and uh, good luck car shopping. Remember, don't fall in love with the first one. Go out and uh, take a few out on a date and try them. It's Valentine's Day weekend here on the Car Doctor. It'll be a good time to do that. So, good luck to you. I'm Ron Ani in the Car Doctor, looking up, thinking it's time to go. Till the next time. Good mechanics aren't expensive; they're priceless. See ya.
3: Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com.